Act Four of The Devil is an Ass by Ben Johnson. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Scene One A Room in Lady Tailbush's House. Enter Lady Tailbush and Meercraft. A pox upon referring to commissioners. I had rather hear that it were past the seals. You courtiers move so snail-like in your business. Would I had not begun with you. We must move, madam, in order, by degrees, not jump. Why, there was Sir John Moneyman could jump a business quickly. True, he had great friends, but because some, sweet madam, can leap ditches, we must not all shun to go over bridges. The harder parts, I make account, are done, now tis referred. You are infinitely bound unto the ladies. They have so cried it up. Do they like it, then? They have sent the Spanish lady to gratulate with you. I must send them thanks, and some remembrances. That you must, and visit them. Where's Ambler? Lost, to-day. We cannot hear of him. Not, madam? No, in good faith. They say he lay not at home to-night, and here has fallen a business between your cousin and Master Manley, has unquieted us all. So I hear, madam. Pray you, how was it? Troth, it but appears ill on your kinsman's part. You may have heard that Manley is a suitor to me, I doubt not. I guessed it, madam. And it seems he trusted your cousin to let fall some fair reports of him unto me. Which he did. So far from it, as he came in and took him railing against him. How? And what said Manley to him? Enough, I do assure you. And with that scorn of him and the injury, as I do wonder how Everill bore it. But that guilt undoes many men's valours. Enter Manly. Here comes Manly. Madam, I'll take my leave. You shall not go in faith. I'll have you stay and see the Spanish miracle of our English lady. Let me pray, your ladyship. Lay your commands on me some other time. Now I protest, and I will have all peace and friends again. It will be but ill-soldered. <laughs> you are too much affected with it. I cannot, madam, but think on it for the injustice. Sir, his kinsman here is sorry. Not I, madam. I am no kin to him. We but call cousins, and if he were, sir, I have no relation unto his crimes. You are not urged with them? I can accuse, sir, none but mine own judgment. For though it were his crime so to betray me, I am sure twas more mine own at all to trust him. But he therein did use but his old manners, and savour strongly what he was before. Come, he will change. Faith, I must never think it, nor were it reason in me to expect that, for my sake, he should put off a nature he sucked in with his milk. It may be, madam, deceiving trust is all he has to trust to. If so, I shall be loath that any hope of mine should bait him of his means. You are sharp, sir. This act may make him honest. If he were to be made honest by an act of Parliament, 
I should not alter in my faith of him. Enter Lady Eitherside. Eitherside, welcome, dear Eitherside. How hast thou done, good wench? Thou hast been a stranger. I have not seen thee this week. Ever your servant, madam. Where hast thou been? I did so long to see thee. Visiting, and so tired. I protest, madam, tis a monstrous trouble. And so it is. I swear I must to-morrow begin my visits. Would they were over at court. It tortures me to think on them. I do hear. You have cause, madam. Your suit goes on. Who told thee? One that can tell. Master either side. Oh, thy husband. Yes, Faith. There's life in it now. It is referred. If we once see it under the seals, wench, then have with them for the great carriage six horses and the two coachmen with my ambler bear and my three women we will live in faith the examples of the town and govern it i'll lead the fashion still you do that now sweet madam oh but then i'll every day bring up some new device thou and i either side will first be in it i will give it thee and they shall follow us. Thou shalt, I swear, wear every month a new gown out of it. Thank you, good madam. Pray thee call me Tailbush, as I thee either side. I love not this madam. Then I protest to you, Tailbush. I am glad your business so succeeds. Thank thee, good either side. But master either side tells me that he likes your other business better. Which? Of the toothpicks i never heard of it ask master Maycroft. madam aside to manly he is one in a word i'll trust his malice with any man's credit i would have abused sir if you think you do please me in this you are deceived no but because my lady named him my kinsman i would satisfy you what i think of him and pray you upon it to judge me so i do Ah, that ill men's friendship is as unfaithful as themselves. Do you hear? Have you a business about toothpicks? Yes, madam. Did I near tell it you? I meant to have offered it, your ladyship, on the perfecting the patent. How is it? For serving the whole state with toothpicks. Somewhat an intricate business to discourse. But I show how much the subject is abused first in that one commodity. Then what diseases and putrefications in the gums are bred by those are made of adulterate and false wood. My plot for reformation of these fellows, to have all toothpicks brought unto an office, there sealed, and such as counterfeit them mulleted, and last for venting them to have a book printed to teach their use, which every child shall have throughout the kingdom that can read, and learn to pick his teeth by, which, beginning early to practice, with some other rules of never sleeping with the mouth open, chewing some grains of mastic, will preserve the breath pure and and so free from taint enter trains and whispers him ha what is sayest thou good faith it sounds a very pretty business so master either side says madam the lady is come is she good wait upon her in exit meercraft my ambler was never so ill absent 
either side. How do I look today? Am I not dressed sprantly? Looks in her glass. Yes, verily, madam. Poxum, madam. Will you not leave that? Yes, good tailbush. So, sounds not that better. What vile fugus is this thou hast got on? Tis pearl. Pearl? Oyster shells. As I breathe either side, I know it. Here comes, they say, a wonder. Sirrah has been in Spain. Will teach us all. She's sent to me from court to gratulate with me. Prithee, let's observe her. What faults she has, that we may laugh at them when she is gone. That we will heartily, Tailbush. Re-enter Meercraft, introducing Whittapole, dressed as a Spanish lady. Oh, me, the very infanta of the giants. Here is a noble lady, madam, come from your great friends at court to see your ladyship, and have the honour of your acquaintance. Sir, she does us honour. Pray you, say to her ladyship, it is the manner of Spain to embrace only, never to kiss. She will excuse the custom. Your use of it is law. Please you, sweet madam, to take a seat. Yes, madam, I have had the favour, through a world of fair report, to know your virtues, madam, and in that name have desired the happiness of presenting my service to your ladyship. Your love, madam, I must not own it else. Both are due, madam, to your great undertakings. Great. In troth, madam, they are my friends that think them anything, if I can do my sex by em any service. I have my ends, madam. And they are noble ones that make a multitude beholden, madam. The commonwealth of ladies must acknowledge from you. Except some envious, madam. You are right in that, madam, of which race I encountered some but lately, who, it seems, have studied reasons to discredit your business. How, sweet madam? Nay, the parties will not be worth of your pause. Most ruinous things, madam, that have put off all hope of being recovered to a degree of handsomeness. But their reasons, madam, I would fain hear. Some, madam, I remember. They say that painting quite destroys the face. Oh, that's an old one, madam. There are new ones, too. Corrupts the breath hath left so little sweetness in kissing as tis now used but for fashion, and shortly will be taken for a punishment, decays the foreteeth that should guard the tongue, and suffers that run riot everlasting. And, which is worse, some ladies when they meet cannot be merry and laugh, but they do spit in one another's faces. Manly, aside. I should know this voice, and face too. Then, they say, tis dangerous to all the fallen, yet well-disposed madams, that are industrious, and desire to earn their living with their sweat, for any distemper of heat and motion may displace the colours, and if the paint once run about their faces, twenty to one they will appear so ill-favoured their servants run away too, and leave the pleasure imperfect, and the reckoning also unpaid. Fox, these are poets' reasons. Some old lady that keeps a poet has devised these scandals. Faith, we must have the poets banished, madam, as Master Eitherside says. Master Fitzdottrell and his wife. Where? Enter Mr. and Mrs. Fitzdottrell, followed by Pug. 
Meercraft to Whittapole. Madam, the Duke of Drowndland that will be shortly. Is this, my lord? The same. Your servant, madam. Whittapole takes Manly aside. How now, friend, offended that I have found your haunt here? No, but wondering at your strange-fashioned venture hither. It is to show you what they are you so pursue. I think twill prove a medicine against marriage to know their manners. Stay, and profit then. The lady, madam, whose princess brought her here to be instructed. Presents Mrs. Fitzdottrell. Please, you sit with us, lady. That's Lady President. A goodly woman. I cannot see the ring, though. Sir, she has it. But, madam, these are very feeble reasons. So I urged, madam, that the new complexion now to come forth, in name of your ladyship's focus, has no ingredient. But I durst eat, I assure you. So do they in Spain. Sweet madam, be so liberal to give us some of your Spanish fucuses. They are infinite, madam. So I hear. They have water of gourds, of radish, the white beans, flowers of glass, of thistles, rose marine, raw honey, mustard seed, and bread dough baked, the crumbs of bread, goat's milk, and whites of eggs, camphir, and lily roots, the fat of swans marrow of veal white pigeons and pine kernels the seeds of nettles purseline and hare's gall lemons thin-skinned how her ladyship has studied all excellent things but ordinary madam no the true rarities are the avangada and argentata of queen isabella ay what are their ingredients gentle madam your alums gagliola or Paul di Pedra, and Saccarino, turpentine of Albezzo, washed in nine waters, soda de Levante, or your fern ashes, Benjamin de Gotta, Crasso de Serpa, Porcellato Marino, oils of Lantisco, Sochimogia, make the admiral varnish for the face, gives the right lustre, but two drops rubbed on with a piece of scarlet, makes a lady of sixty look as sixteen but above all the water of the white hen of the lady estefania's oh ay that same good madam i have heard of how is it done madam you take your hen plume it and skin it cleanse it all the innards then chop it bones and all add to four ounces of caravicins papitas soap of cypress make the decoction strain it then distill it and keep it in your gallipot well gilded three drops preserves from wrinkles warts spots moles blemish or sunburnings and keeps the skin in decimo sexto ever bright and smooth as any looking-glass and indeed is called the virgin's milk for the face ogliorealle asherus neither cold nor heat will hurt and mix it with oil of myrrh and the red gilly flower called catapultia and the flowers of rovistico makes the best muto or dye of the whole world dear madam will you let us be familiar your ladyship's servant how do you like her admirable but yet i cannot see the ring uh, sir meercraft aside I must deliver it or mar all this fool so jealous. 
"'Madam,' whispers Whittipole, "'Sir, wear this ring, and pray you take knowledge "'twas sent you by his wife, and give her thanks.' "'Aside to Pug.' "'Do not you dwindle, sir. Bear up.' "'Oh, thank you, sir.' "'But for the manner of Spain, sweet madam, let us be bold. Now we are in. Are all the ladies there in the fashion?' "'None but grandees, madam, of the claspid train, which may be worn at length, too, or thus upon my arm.' "'And do they wear chopinos all?' "'If they be dressed in punto, madam.' gilt as those are madam of goldsmith work madam and set with diamonds and their spanish pumps of perfumed leather i should think it hard to go in them madam at the first it is madam do you never fall in them never i swear i should six times an hour but you have men at hand still to help you if you fall only one madam the Garuduenas, such a little old man as this. Points to trains. Alas, he can do nothing, this. I'll tell you, madam, I saw in the court of Spain once a lady fall in the king's sight along. And there she lay flat spread as an umbrella her hooped there cracked. No man durst reach a hand to help her till the Garuduenas came, who was the person only allowed to touch the lady there, and he but by this finger. Have they no servants, madam, there, nor friends? An escudoro or so, madam, that waits upon them in another coach at distance, and when they walk or dance, holds by a handkerchief, never presumes to touch them. This is scurvy, and a forced gravity. I do not like it. I like our own much better. Tis more French and courtly ours. And tastes more liberty. We may have our dozens of visitors at once, make love to us and before our husbands husband as i am honest tailbush i do think if nobody should love me but my poor husband i should e'en hang myself fortune forbid wench so fair a neck should have so foul a necklace tis true as i am handsome i received lady a token from you which i would not be rude to refuse being your first remembrance Fitzdottrell aside to meercraft oh i am satisfied now do you see it sir but since you come to know me nearer lady i beg the honour you will wear it for me it must be so gives the ring to mrs fitzdottrell mrs fitzdottrell aside sure i have heard this tongue meercraft aside to Whittipole. what do you mean sir would you have me be mercenary We'll recompense it anon in somewhat else. Exit Meercraft and Trains. I do not love to be gulled, though in a toy. Wife, do you hear? Takes Mrs. Fitzdottrell aside. You are coming to the school, wife, where you may learn, I do perceive it, anything. How to be fine, or fair, or great, or proud, what you will, indeed, wife. Here it is taught. And I am glad on't that you may not say another day, when honours come upon you, you wanted means. I have done my parts, been to-day at fifty-pound charge, first for a ring to get you entered, then left my new play to wait upon you here, to see it confirmed, that I may say, both to mine eyes and ears, senses, you are my witness, she hath enjoyed all helps that could be had for love or money. 
to make a fool of her wife that's your malice the wickedness of your nature to interpret your husband's kindness thus but i'll not leave still to do good for your depraved affections intend it bend this stubborn will be great good madam whom do they use in messages they commonly use their slaves madam and does your ladyship think that so good madam no indeed madam i therein prefer the fashion of england far of your young delicate page or discreet usher and i go with your ladyship in opinion directly for your gentleman usher there's not a finer officer goes on ground if he could be made and broken to his place once nay so i presuppose him and they are fitter managers too sir but i would have them call it our escadoros good say i should send to your ladyship who i presume has gathered all the dear secrets to know how to make pastillos of the duchess of braganza coquetas homionavanas mantecadas alcoreas mustacazioli or say it were the pelador of isabel or balls against the itch or aquananfa or oil of jasmine for gloves of the marquesa muha or for the head and hair why these are offices fit for a gentleman not a slave they only might ask for your pivetta spanish coal to burn and sweeten a room but the arcana of ladies cabinets should be elsewhere trusted you are much about the truth sweet honoured ladies let me fall in with you i have my female wit as well as my male and i do know what suits a lady of spirit or a woman of fashion and you would have your wife such yes madam airy light not to plain dishonesty i mean but somewhat on this side i take you sir he has reasons lady i'll not give this rush for any lady that cannot be honest within a thread yes madam and yet venture as far for the other in her fame as can be go to de pimlico dance the saraband hear and talk body laugh as loud as alarum squeak spring do anything in young company madam or a four gallants if they be brave or lords a woman is engaged i say so ladies it is civility to deny us nothing pug aside you talk of a university why hell is a grammar school to this but then she must not lose a look on stuffs or cloth madam nor no coarse fellow she must be guided madam by the clothes he wears and the company he is in whom to salute how far i have told her this and how that bawdry too upon the point is in itself as civil a discourse as any other affair of the flesh whatever but she will never be capable she is not so much as coming madam i know not how she loses all her opportunities with hoping to be forced i have entertained a gentleman a younger brother here whom i would fain breed up her escudero against some expectations that i have and she'll not countenance him what's his name devil of derbyshire bless us from him devil call him deville sweet madam what you please ladies deville's a prettier name and sounds methinks as it came in with the conqueror over smocks what things they are that nature should be at leisure ever to make them <sighs> my wooing is at an end aside and exit with indignation what can he do let's hear him 
can he manage please you to try him ladies stand forth devil pug aside oh was all this but the preface to my torment come let their ladyships see your honours oh he makes a wicked leg as ever i saw fit for a devil good madam call him deville deville what property is there most required in your conceit now and the escudero why do you not speak a settled discreet pace madam i think a barren head sir mountain-like to be exposed to the cruelty of weathers ay for his valley is beneath the waste madam and to be fruitful there it is sufficient downless upon you could not you hit this strikes him a good sir he then had had no barren head you draw him too much in troth sir i must walk with the french stick like an old verger for you pug aside oh chief call me to hell again and free me do you murmur now not i sir what do you take master deville the height of your employment in the true perfect escudero when what do you answer to be able madam first to inquire then report the working of any lady's physic in sweet phrase yes that's an act of elegance and importance but what above oh that i had a goad for him to find out a good corn-cutter out on him most barbarous why did you do this now have purpose to discredit me you damned devil oh, sure if i be not yet i shall be aside all my days in hell were holidays to this tis labour lost madam he is a dull fellow of no capacity of no discourse oh if my umbler had been here ay madam you talk of a man where is there such another master deville put case one of my ladies here had a fine broch and would implore you forth to treat but a convenient match for her what would you observe the colour and the size madam and nothing else the moon you calf the moon ay and the sign yes and receipts for proneness then when the puppies came what would you do get their nativities cast this is well what more consult the almanac man which would be least which cleanliest and which silentest that is well madam and while she were with puppy walk her out and air her every morning very good and be industrious to kill her fleas yes he will make a pretty proficient pug aside <laughs> who coming from hell could look for such a catechizing the devil is an ass i do acknowledge it fitzdottrell aside and looking at Whittapole. the top of woman all her sex in abstract Ooh, i love her to each syllable falls from her good madam give me leave to go aside with him and try him a little do and i'll withdraw madam with this fair lady read to her the while come sir pug aside 
oh dear chief relieve me or i perish lady we'll follow you are not jealous sir oh madam you shall see stay wife behold i give her up here absolutely to you she is your own do with her what you will melt cast and form her as you shall think good set any stamp on i'll receive her from you as a new thing by your own standard exit well sir exit whittipole with mrs fitzdotterell and tailbush and either side with pug scene two another room in the same enter meercraft and fitzdotterell but what have you done in your dependent sense oh it goes on i met your cousin the master you did not acquaint him sir faith but i did sir and upon better thought not without reason he being chief officer might have taken it ill else as a contempt against his place and that in time sir have drawn on another dependence no i did find him in good terms and ready to do me any service so he said to you but sir you do not know him why i presumed because this business of my wife's required me i could not have done better and he told me that he would go presently to your council a night here in the lane yes justice either side and get the fiefment drawn with a letter of attorney for livery and season that i knows the course but sir you mean not to make him feffy nay that i'll pause on enter pitfall how now little pitfall your cousin master everell would come in but he would know if master manley were here no tell him if he were i have made his peace exit pitfall he's one sir has no state and a man knows not how such a trust may tempt him i conceive you enter everell and plutarchus sir the same deed is done here pretty plutarchus art thou come with it and has sir paul viewed it his hand is to the draught will you step in sir and read it yes everell aside to fitzdotterell i pray you sir a word with you sir paul iverside will be to give you caution whom you did make filthy for tis the trust of your whole state and though my cousin here be a worthy gentleman yet he fella as at the tall board been questioned and we hold any man so impeached of doubtful honesty i will not justify this but give it you to make your profit of it if you utter it i can forswear it i believe you and thank you sir exit scene three another room in the same enter whittipole and mrs fitzdotterell be not afraid sweet lady you are trusted to love not violence here i am no ravisher but one whom you by your fair trust again may of a servant make a most true friend manly enters behind and such a one i need but not this way sir i confess me to you the mere manner of your attempting me this morning took me and i did hold my invention and my manners were both engaged to give it a requital but not unto your ends my hope was then though interrupted ere it could be uttered that whom i found the master of such language that brain and spirit for such an enterprise could not 
but if those suckers were demanded to right use employ them virtuously and make that profit of his noble parts which they would yield sir you have now the ground to exercise them in i am a woman that cannot speak more wretchedness of myself than you can read matched to a mass of folly that every day makes haste to his own ruin the wealthy portion that i brought him spend and through my friend's neglect no jointure made me my fortunes standing in this precipice tis counsel that i want and honest aids and in this name i need you for a friend never in any other for his ill must not make me sir worse manly comes forward o oh, friend forsake not the brave occasion virtue offers you to keep you innocent i have feared for both and watched you to prevent the ill i feared but since the weaker side hath so assured me let not the stronger fall by his own vice or be the less a friend cause virtue needs him virtue shall never ask my succors twice most friend most man your counsels are commands lady i can love goodness in you more than i did beauty and do here entitle your virtue to the power upon a life you shall engage in any fruitful service even to forfeit enter meercraft madam aside to Whittipal. do you hear sir we have another leg strained for this dotrel he has a quarrel to carry and has caused a deed of fifement on his whole estate to be drawn yonder he has within and you only he means to make feffy he has fallen so desperately enamoured on you and talks most like a madman you did never hear a frenetic so in love with his own favour now you do know tis of no validity in your name as you stand therefore advise him to put in me enter fitzdotrel everil and plutarchus he's come here you shall share sir madam i have a suit to you and half a hand i do bespeak you you must not deny me i will be granted sir i must know it though no lady you must not know it yet you must too for the trust of it and the vain indeed which else were lost me i would use your name but in a fifament make my whole estate over unto you a trifle a thing of nothing some eighteen hundred alas i understand not those things sir i am a woman and most loath to embark myself you will not slight me madam nor you'll not quarrel me no no sweet madam i have already a dependence for which cause i do this let me put you in dear madam i may be fairly killed you have your friends sir about you here for choice she tells you right sir death if she do what do i care for that say i would have her tell me wrong why sir if for the trust you'll let me have the honour to name you one nay you do me the honour madam who is it this gentleman pointing to manly oh no sweet madam he's friend to him with whom i have the dependence who might he be one whittipole do you know him alas sir he a toy this gentleman a friend to him no more than i am sir but will your ladyship undertake that madam yes and what else for him you will engage me what is his name his name is eustace manley 
Whence does he write himself? Of Middlesex, Esquire. Say nothing, madam. To Plutarchus. Clerk, come hither. Write Eustace Manley, Squire of Middlesex. Meercraft, aside to Whittapal. What have you done, sir? Named a gentleman that I'll be answerable for to you, sir. Had I named you, it might have been suspected. This way, tis safe. Come, gentlemen, your hands for witness. What is this? You have made election of a most worthy gentleman. But one of worth had spoke it. But now whence it comes, it is rather a shame unto me than a praise. Sir, I will give you any satisfaction. Be silent, then. Falsehood commends not truth. You do deliver this, sir, as your deed, to the use of Master Manley? Yes. And, sir? To Manley. When did you see young Whittipool? I am ready for process now. Sir, this is publication. He shall hear from me. He would needs be courting my wife, sir. Yes. So witnesseth his cloak there. Nay, good sir. Madam, you did undertake— What? That he was not Whittipool's friend. I hear, sir, no confession of it. Oh, she knows not. Oh, now I remember. Madam, this young Whittipool would have debauched my wife and made me cuckold thorough a casement. He did fly her home to mine own window. But I think I sauced him and ravished her away out of his pounces. I have sworn to have him by the ears. I fear the toy will not do me right. No, that were a pity. What right do you ask, sir? Here he is, will do to you. Discovers himself. Oh! Whittable! Aye, sir, no more lady now, nor Spaniard. No, indeed. Tis Whittable. Am I the thing I feared? A cuckold? No, sir, but you were late in possibility. I'll tell you so much. But your wife's too virtuous. We'll see her, sir, at home, and leave you here, to be made Duke of Shoreditch with a project. Thieves! Ravishers! Cry but another note, sir. I'll mar the tune of your pipe. Give me my deed, then. Neither. That shall be kept for your wife's good, who will know better how to use it. Ha! To feast you with my land? Sir, be you quiet, or I shall gag you ere I go. Consult your master of dependencies how to make this a second business. You have time, sir. Baffles him and exit with Manly. Oh, what will the ghost of my wise grandfather, my learned father, with my worshipful mother, think of me now, that left me in this world and state to be their heir, that am become a cuckold and an ass and my wife's ward? likely to lose my land have my throat cut all by her practice sir we are all abused and be so still what who hinders you i pray you let me alone i would enjoy myself and be the duke of drowned land you have made me sir we must play an after game of this but i am not in case to be a gamester i tell you once again you must be ruled and take some counsel Sir, I do hate counsel, as I do hate my wife, my wicked wife. 
but we may think how to recover all if you will act i will not think nor act nor yet recover do not talk to me i'll run out of my wits rather than hear i will be what i am fabian fitzdottle though all the world say nay to it exit let us follow him exit end of act four